ओम ज्ञान पुरुष In the beginning, there is the Purush, means Kala Dakshay Vishnu, who expands as Garbo Dakshay Vishnu, Shira Dakshay Vishnu, and there are many other forms which the Supreme Lord appears for the purpose of performing different activities. Specifically, Indrari Vyathalam Lokam Vidyanti Yuge Yuge. Specifically, he comes for the purpose of destroying the enemies of Indra, namely the Daikas. Now in this same verse, Shukadev Goswami, no, Sutta Goswami says that Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam, Krishna, Krishna's two, but two means but Krishna is Bhagavan Swayam. Ete Changsa Kala Pungsa. These, all these incarnations, all these who have been, because he mentions so many different incarnations: Nrsinga Day, Rama Day, Varaha Day. Naranarayana. He mentions so many different incarnations, <coughs> but he says Krishna is Bhagavan Swayam. He is personally or definitely the original form of the personality of Godhead. Now this is sometimes a controversial point. Many people think that Vishnu is the original form and. Krishna is his incarnation. That's also not untrue because Krishna is mentioned in the list of incarnations. But at the same time, Krishna is the original form of the personality of Godhead, from whom all other incarnations come. So Sri Mad Bhagavatam describes, especially about Krishna, the Samambhavam is the tenth canto, in which describes the pastimes of Krishna in detail. But the pastimes of Krishna are also described in his. Let me tell you. Something Prabhupada several times said that during the class, if the temple curtains open or close, just go on listening. Hear, respect Krishna in the form of sound. Bhagavad Gita. That was Prabhupada's instruction about this. Now, Krishna is described in the specifically in the tenth canto, and in the previous cantos also. Krishna, the original personality of Godhead, is described, and also his incarnations, such as Nrsimha Dev. If you're going to ring the bell, please do so very quietly. Hare Krishna. You don't have to ring it at all. It's a class that's going on. Here, Nrsimha Dev is described, and in this chapter and in the next chapter also, it will be described how the different residents of different parts of the universe they offer prayers to different forms of the Lord. Such as Pradyumna, Ramachandra. There are different forms of the Lord. There are different forms of Krishna. Kesha Vadhrita Vamana Rupa Jai Jagadisha Hare. This means that Kesha, the original form of the personality of God, Krishna. Kesha means who has very nice hair. That's one meaning. Another meaning is who has killed the Keshi demon. So there are different meanings. And if you investigate, you can find many, many meanings. And they all indicate the supreme personality of Godhead. That Madhvacharya was doing. He found 
at least a thousand meanings for every thousand names of Vishnu in the Vishnu Sahasranath, all indicating who is that Supreme Personality of God. That we also have Gopal Sahasranath, Balaram Sahasranath, Radhika Sahasranath. Any great personality has many, many names, not only one name. And every, every name has many, many meanings also. These are those who are scholars, they can enjoy. It's not, this is the real meaning of scholarship, not to simply agitate one's brain, but to glorify the Lord, who is unlimited. Therefore, scholarship means to find out what some knowledge, but knowledge of the unlimited personality of Godhead. That knowledge, that is the real perfection of scholarship. This verse says that uh, all philosophical inquiries, intellectual activities, research work, that should be for the sake of uh, glorifying Krishna. So, Shukadev Goswami, the greatest scholar, he's great devotee of Krishna. He's situated in the uh, conjugal rasa, madhurya rasa. Otherwise, how could he explain these pastimes of Krishna so nicely? Still, he's describing the other pastimes also. Even the residents of Vrindavan, although they were fully concerned with Krishna, they were not, not, they were not unknowledgeable of Krishna's other's incarnation. Otherwise, how could the gopis sometimes chastise Krishna in such a way, saying that, oh, we heard about you in your previous, what kind of person you are. In previous life as Lord Ramachandra, you cut off the nose of Shuparnaka. She was so wrong with her. You see, you're a woman hater. See, he was also accused, Krishna. Kitabalampata, cheating, rascal, they accuse him, Krishna. Or, as Brahman Dev, you went to Bali Maharaj, a very nice person, and he, he offered to give you plenty of land, and you said, I only want three steps, and you cheated him and took it, so we know, you took everything away. So we know you're a cheater. So the residents of Vrindavan, they also know about the different incarnations of Krishna. But they are concerned with Krishna, specifically, two-handed. Vibhuj Murlida. They're not very much concerned with the four-handed form of Narayana, even though they worship him. Mother Yashoda, she was regularly chanting the names of Narayana to ask for his protection for her son, Krishna. Because she was thinking, this is my Narayana, he is the Supreme Lord. He is very powerful and great. And this is my son, Krishna. I have to look after him. So what can I do? I'm just a I'm just a cowherd woman. How can I look after myself? We should ask God to look after him. Therefore, she's praying to Narayana, please help. And she, she was saying that I must have performed many pious activities in my previous lives because my son is always being protected by Narayana. You see, some big witch came to kill him, some Putana Rakshasi, but Narayana protected him. And there was a great wind which took him up into the air. And again, again and again, Lord Narayana is protecting him. You see, what a great Lord is our Narayana. Similarly, Krishna, because he's always joking, when he ran away from the gopis, then they were finding him. So he thought, how to hide? Okay, I'll, I'll put on another two arms. I'll become Narayana. 
then they won't recognize me. So the gopis, they saw him, and they were looking and looking, and they saw it, hidden behind some plants, behind some trees. You see there's some dark, good-looking male with nice hair, bluish form. We found, he's got a yellow dress on, there must be Krishna. So they ran into the bush and found, not Krishna, four-handed Narayana. Oh, Narayana, he's sitting here in the bush and very strange. We thought he was in Vaikuntha. Anyway, offer him obeisances. Namo Narayana. Dear Narayana, do you know where is Krishna? We're looking for him. Please give us this benediction. So they worshipped, they uh, had respect for Narayana. But they were interested in Krishna. And my dear Lord Narayana, you please bless us, we can find Krishna. We're looking for him. Of course. And Radharani came then. Krishna could no longer hide. She was too powerful for him. She conquered. So he had to lose his two hands again. Become Krishna. But anyway, the residents of Vrindavan, they're not without knowledge of the different forms of the Lord. And the devotees, like Palad Maharaj is mentioned here, they take great pleasure in worshipping such forms. They all, just similarly as the residents of Vrindavan, they know about the Vaikuntha forms. The Vaikuntha Vasis, they also know about Krishna in Vrindavan. Sometimes people ask us, well, who was worshipping Krishna before 5,000 years ago when he came? It's, was it just invented 5,000 years ago? But we find here in Bhagavatam, we find many, many thousands of years ago, that Palad Maharaj is saying, na He's mentioning Krishna. That those people who are unfortunate, rascals, who have uncontrolled senses, they enter the darkest regions of hell, Vishatanta Misram, because they have no mati, they have no inclination towards serving who? Krishna. So Palad Maharaj is also recognizing Krishna, but his specific attraction is to worship Krishna as Nushingadev. Here, he is mentioned that Palad Maharaj caused the Lord to assume the form of Nushingadev. In Bhagavatam, later in Seventh Canto, it's described that no one had seen such a form before. Nushingha, man lion, Nrikesari. Man and lion combined. Even Lakshmi, who is the eternal consort of Lord Narayana, she knows him as the opulent Supreme Lord with four hands, very kind to his devotees, very pleasing. She, she's not used to seeing him. He also goes and comes in the material world and kills so many demons. But Lakshmi in Vaikuntha, she's simply with the Lord. There's no killing demons there. Demons don't get anywhere near Vaikuntha. They go in the opposite direction. So even she was surprised. She hadn't seen such a form before. It was an unprecedented form of the Lord, which was here stated, Prahlad Maharaj caused the Lord to assume such a form. In other words, Lord Narayana, Krishna, assumed the form of Nushingha Dev. For his own pastime, but 
specifically to protect Prahlad Maharaj. He assumed this particular form. When the purport, Srila Prabhupada states that the Supreme Lord assumes different forms for different functions. Basically his functions in this material world are to please his devotees, to uplift them, to guide them, and to destroy the demons. So he takes different forms to do this. He takes the form of Matya Avatar to protect the Vedas and the Rishis at the time of a great flood. So that's a very suitable form to take the form of a fish incarnation. Or when the earth falls within the deep water, then a very suitable form is to take the form of a hog. Because a hog has to, has to look down within the water. What is there? He is expert at that. So sometimes people become surprised. How can the form, even Parikshit Maharaj, he was surprised when he heard when Shukdev Goswami told him of the incarnation of the Lord as a fish. So Parikshit was surprised. How a fish? The fish is the most condemned species. It's full of suffering. That is, only one who is very, very sinful can take the form of a fish. We see in the list of the different forms of life, Jalaja Navalakshani. First, even before the plants come the fish. Fish's fish form of life is considered even lower than the plant. It's more condemned. So much suffering and ignorance. So how is it the Supreme Lord took the form of a fish? And the answer is that when the Supreme Lord takes the form of a fish, or a pig, or any such form, he is not covered by ignorance. He is always transcendental. Ajopi The Supreme Lord appears in his indestructible, transcendental form. He is not a person of this material world. He's always situated in transcendence. <coughs> Even though he may take various forms. So that form is also very beautiful. It's not that the form of a pig is considered horrible. If we want to insult someone, we say, you pig. Or in India, we say, we don't say, but other people say, that you are this, even worse than calling someone as a pig is to call someone the son of a pig, because it means his father is a pig. So it's not insulting him, it's insulting his father, because they put... To insult someone's father is worse than insulting the person himself, because they put so much, they give so much respect to their father, on father and mother. So that's considered a great insult. The form of a pig is not beautiful. You don't find anyone going to Venkateshwa and praying, in my next life may I become a pig. We don't find such things. But the form of the Lord, the Supreme Lord, has taken the form of a heart. That is very beautiful. The devotees appreciate that. The form of a fish. Devotees are worshipping. Varaha Rupa. There are not so many temples. There are some temples. Matya Avata. Only one temple I know of is here at the other end of your Andhra Pradesh state. Did you go? Near to the Srikakulam, just at the side, there is Matsya Tirtha, where the worship 
of the Natya Avatar has been going on since time immemorial. So the devotees, they're worshipping the Supreme Lord in these different forms. The Lord assumes these different forms for different pastimes and certain devotees take great pleasure. They have a, they have a natural attraction towards such pastimes. Just like when Supreme Lord, he sometimes comes as the ideal king, Lord Ram, to exhibit the personality of an ideal king. Of course, he's not the only ideal king in, who's appeared in human civilization. There have been other ideal kings also. If he was the only one, then who was he giving example for? Others have followed in his footsteps. You could say practically Yudhishthira Maharaj, he's another example of an ideal king. He's just just as ideal as Lord Ram, just as strict in following dharma. He's also dharmaputra, he's the son of dharmaraj, son of Yamaraj. He's also sometimes called dharmaraj, the king of religion. He, practically Yudhishthira Maharaj in his behavior, he personifies religious principles as much as Lord Ramachandra. But still, Ramachandra is accepted as the Supreme Lord, not Yudhishthira. He is the primeval, ideal king. So it has to be understood. It's not simply by... Even if one has very good qualities, that doesn't necessarily make him uh, the personality of Godhead. That is a specific position which cannot be assumed, neither by meditation, nor by austerities, nor by any means. You can't become God. That is a very wrong idea propagated in the modern age. Although you may have qualities like God, or you may have qualities even apparently, here it's stated, Pallad Maharaj, he has, Pallad Maharaj is a reservoir of all the good qualities of great personalities. Sometimes it seems that even the devotees, they may have better qualities than Krishna himself. It may appear like that. Just like Krishna told Arjuna, Kuntaya Patijanahi, Nare Bhakta Pranashyati, that my Kuntaya, Arjuna, you tell everybody, you should announce to everybody that my devotee is never vanquished. Now why is he saying everything else he's saying in Bhagavad Gita himself? He doesn't say every line, Kuntaya Patijanahi, you are not this body. Kuntaya Patijanahi. No, only this one. And this is such an important point. He wants Arjun to declare it. Why? Because others may distrust Krishna. Even in his youth, he was called, that I was saying, the gopis called him, Kritavalampata, simply a cheater, debauchee. How can you trust such a person, you see? It's life after life, he's cheating people. So Arjun had a very good reputation. He's a very moral person. Even when he was in the heavenly planets, he was offered so many offers of sense gratification that Others, they're simply performing severe austerities and penances to get elevation to the heavenly planet so they can enjoy with the Apsaras. But Arjuna, he refused. No, it's not proper for me. I should, how can I do that? Even his own father was suggesting, no, I won't. And he got cursed. So, you don't want to enjoy with me? So you become Naipungsa. You lose your... You lose your... Uh, Masculinity, become a eunuch. So Arjun had to be. Arjun, the great fighter, warrior, king, for the sake of his moral principles, he had to become a eunuch. 
at least for some time. So he was so much adherent to moral principles. But Krishna, he operates on a higher level of morality. It means he doesn't care for the worldly morality, the morality of this world. He has his own, his own standard of morality. What is that standard? He, that whatever he wants to do, he does. That is his standard of morality. He is Krishna. Not very easily understandable. He does whatever he likes, and whatever he does, that is good. God is good. He dances with the gopis or others' wives, very good. That is the highest morality. Those who are immoral, who are stuck on the platform of, of ordinary social morality, they cannot understand how Krishna is exhibiting the highest morality by showing that no one is the husband of anyone else, no one is the wife of everyone else, everyone should be fully surrendered to Krishna. But those who are on, uh, not on this absolute, absolute plus standard of morality, that they cannot understand. So for the sake of exhibiting worldly morality, the Supreme Lord came as Lord Ram. Not only that, but there are devotees who appreciate the Supreme Lord, particularly in that form, the form of Lord Ram. Now we may say, well, they're not so advanced. In one sense, that's true. The Vaikuntavasis, who appreciate the Supreme Lord in awe and reverence, in one sense we can say they're not as advanced as the Vajavasis, who simply worship Krishna in an attitude of love, without any consideration, moral, immoral, right, wrong, any such thing. Of course, from our point of view, we are stuck in this material world, and we, we haven't got the faintest idea or even what it means to control our senses. So it's not for us to say, oh, Hanuman's not so advanced. That's on their level, and that's on a higher level, that there is transcendental difference. From our point of view, all the devotees, are, they're all worshipable. They're all great personalities. We're simply begging the mercy of all the devotees who all love Krishna. Uh, love means they can give their whole, not only they can, they do, they give their, their whole life, their whole being, all their thought at every moment. Not they give, but it automatically flows spontaneously towards Krishna in his different forms, whether as Vaikuntana, Narayana, Ramachandra, Nushinyadev, whatever form is there. Every one of the devotees, they are simply interested in satisfying the Supreme Lord by their behavior and activities. Even the, we have this story, the gopis, they're prepared to go to hell rather than Krishna will suffer, even in the slightest. Even some slight inconvenience for Krishna. Krishna has no inconvenience, but to bring out, to exhibit the devotion of his devotees towards him. Krishna apparently sometimes appears to be in need of help by his devotees. So how much the devotees are prepared to sacrifice and struggle and accept difficulties so that Krishna, his inconvenience, may be removed. That is, Krishna is showing and by, by, accept, by accepting some difficulties. Just like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he expressed once some 
concern, anxiety to Haridash Thakur. And Haridas, I'm feeling so much anxiety. There are so many people in this world, they are very sinful. They eat cows, they kill cows, they, they kill brahmanas. They are very sinful people. How can they be delivered? They must be going to hell for millions of lifetimes. What shall we do? How can they be delivered? So Haidas said, don't worry, they will also be delivered. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu also said, what about the trees, the animals? How can they chant? Pashupaki kitadi, balite napare. They can't chant. What? How are we going to deliver them? So Haidas said, don't worry. Even, you see, the Muslims, they also, one way or another, they, they say the name of Ram. If there's something very bad, what do you say? Haram. Something very bad. Haram. So they say Haram, the devotee also says Haram. With great devotion. And Muslim, when he thinks something is very bad, says Haram. He's also saying the name of Ram. He also gets the benefit. Similarly, the trees, they can't chant, they're in such a condensed species of life, they can't chant Hare Krishna, but they can hear. They also have sensory perception. Even modern science recognizes that the trees, they, even the plants have some kind of sensory perception. You see, if you, if you put a plant in a pot and it's growing towards the light, if you move it around, so it's going this way, it's going to turn it around, so it's, now it's going away from the light, and then it will grow back towards the light. That means it can see the light, or at least it has some perception. So, the trees, they can, or even in a very, very dull level of consciousness, there's some perception of the holy names. So, the devotees, they chant the holy names, and even the trees benefit, even the birds benefit. Even the cows benefit. Even your chanting, there are so many worms in your body. They also benefit. So in this way, uh, all living beings, uh, they benefit. In this way, the devotees, they are anxious to relieve the anxiety of the Lord. That is the transcendental reciprocation. The devotees who worship Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they worship him, they want to relieve his anxiety for the conditioned souls by spreading the Sankirtan movement. Otherwise, how can bhakti be understood? Bhakti means devotees giving himself to Krishna, either as Nushingadev, Ramana, Varaha. In this material world is a place of difficulties. A devotee of the Lord within this world accepts so many difficulties for the sake of serving the Lord and in this way expresses his devotion. Otherwise, sometimes people ask us, well, what's the use of doing bhakti? Because bhaktas, they also suffer. They also get sick and they also have so many problems. But do you think bhakti is such a thing that as soon as you, you say Hare Krishna once and then God should come before you, ready to serve you? No. Rather, the devotion will be seen by how much a devotee, despite all difficulties, goes on with his service to Krishna. That is actually the test. What is the test of advancement in, in, spiritual, in Krishna consciousness? Is it 
how high someone jumps in a kirtan or how many books they distribute. These may be symptoms. But then sometimes again we see someone is serving very nicely and all of a sudden, no, not interested anymore. So that means anyway, if you're serving nicely, it means you made some progress. It got captured by the material energy. But a really advanced devotee, he will never be captured. He goes on with his service, steady, steady, steady. Someone may be a few days, very bright star, but then the bright star burns up. He's no longer seen anymore. So one steadiness in service to Krishna, despite all obstacles, that is a measure of dedication to Krishna. And he doesn't have any other motive in his life but to serve Krishna. That is seen by Pallad Maharaj, how he remained steady. He was tortured by his father. No one can imagine such a thing. Nowadays we hear many stories of child abuse. You don't expect such a thing, that the parents will torture their children. But you see, Pallad Maharaj, what kind of abuse he got. His father was trying to kill him in so many ways. But he, why? Because he was a devotee of Vishnu. But he maintained his devotional consciousness. He never thought for one moment, why am I being tortured? Why, is, why doesn't God do something? He never even asked. He never said, Krishna, come and save me. But Krishna thought, no, this rascal Hiranyakashipu, he's torturing so much, I can't tolerate anymore. Sometimes if someone tolerates something for some time, they don't say anything. They don't say anything. And again the person is agitating again, again, again. They don't say anything. Then all of a sudden, they become extremely angry. So, Ranyakashipu was torturing Pallad, and Nushinga, he was just watching. All right, let him go on for some time. Let's see. Pallad is preaching to him. He's telling him. Uh, always preaching to him. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnasma. So, will this rascal listen? He's waiting. Not listening. It's getting worse and worse and worse. And not Vishnu is just watching getting more and more angry. So when he eventually came, he was the personified anger. Where does anger come from? Sometimes people say anger is bad. But anger, where does it come from? It must be in God. There's nothing outside of God. Nothing can come from God if it's not within Him. So you can imagine, if God is angry, who can imagine such anger? Certainly Hiranyakashipu never imagined tremendous anger, form of anger. So he took this form, which was never seen before. Narayan form, he may sometimes get angry, but not like that. Even Krishna, he also gets angry, he fights. Practically every day he's killing some demon, one demon or another. He's always killing. But he kills and he goes on with his play. And he comes home in the evening. Mother Yashoda asks, what did you do today? Well, he played here and there. Some demon came, he killed him. 
like this. This is Krishna's daily pastimes. Unusual, not any ordinary boy. He's a cowherd boy, but not any cowherd boy. Not every cowherd boy kills big demons every day. What Krishna is doing. But this kind of anger that you won't find in Krishna, in is Krishna. But Krishna, when he kills, that's also practically playfully. That's like his, everything he does. Like a sport. Krishna is very jolly. Jolly personality. Always happy. Nishingadev, he is the sum total of all the anger that could be found in all the universes and more. And it was all directed towards Hiranyakashipu. What a can you imagine? If someone, if someone gets angry with us, we we don't we don't like it. We feel disturbed. Or sometimes, just like a politician, they may take some relish in that. They like the publicity, or they they relish the challenge. The Kshatriya, he relishes the challenge. If someone gets angry. So he also gets angry. Then they like to fight. That is the swabha, the nature of a kshatriya. When there's when there's someone gets angry, they become enlivened. They also become angry. They want to fight. So Hiranyakashipu, he had been performing austerities for a long time. But then after that, he never really had anyone to fight with because all the demigods, they more or less just ran away. Hiranyakashipu is coming. Okay, let's get out of here. They all ran away from the heavenly planets as fast as they could. Where can we go? Let's get out. So he didn't have anyone to fight with, even though he, he was, he himself was always very angry. Not, when we see here, Hiranyakashipu was angry. It's not the same as the anger of the Supreme Lord. The Supreme Lord, his anger is transcendental anger, free from the modes of material nature. Transcendental, pure anger, which is only meant for saving his devotees. Whereas the anger of a great demon, that is condemned. Dambho dharpa vimanas cha, krodha, parusham eva cha, agyana cha vijatasya, partha samvadam asurim. The asuras, they are ignorant of their real nature, the servant of Krishna. Therefore, they're always proud, conceited, arrogant, angry, nasty. These are the bad qualities of the demons. So Hiranyakashipu is very angry by nature, even if there's nothing to be angry about. Sometimes we meet people like that. Even if there's no cause, they're angry. They become angry unnecessarily and very harsh and nasty and they take pleasure in putting others down and making them feel very small and calling them bad names and sometimes playing tricks on them and politicking with them. Such a person is a demon. They're not saintly person. These are not saintly qualities. So Hiranyakashipu, he was also very angry. And when he saw Lord Nrishingade, someone to fight with, oh, someone's angry with me. So he foolishly 
took some pleasure in that, and he thought, ah, someone dares to fight me at last. Good, I'll kill him. Lord Vishnu has come. I always wanted to meet you. Why? Because you killed my brother. I want to kill you. I want to see that your entrails are scattered on the road, but it happened the other way around. That the entrails, the intestines of Hiranyaka Shipu became made into a garland on Rishinga Day. Every day you make some garland for the Lord. Some flowers, some tulsi leaves. But Rishinga Day thought that my best garland will be the intestines of this rascal Hiranyaka Shipu. Just see what I have done. All the demigods, they're afraid of him. All the demigods, they're supposed to be my devotees. They're simply hiding away. But Pallad, he never hid his devotion. He was never afraid. He was more than all the demigods. He was never... The demigods, they all ran away. Pallad didn't run away. The demigods, they were... They simply became subservient to Hiranyakashipu. Pallad didn't. He simply... No. I don't accept. Vishnu is supreme. Hiranyakashipu became so angry, so angry, so angry. More, more, more. So Pallad was the greatest of all. Mahan Bhagavatam. Mahabhagavata Mahan, he is described. Even among Mahabhagavats, he is a great, great Mahabhagavat. Because he never cooperated with Hiranyakashipu. He always kept his devotion. Therefore, Vishingate uh, took great pleasure in killing Hiranyakashipu just to, just to show. Even though Lord Brahma had given him so many benedictions that practically he was immortal. Rishinadev came to show that more important than all these benedictions you have heard is, you rascal, you're torturing my devotee. I'll show. I'm more than any benedictions given by Brahma. Still, he didn't directly break any of the benedictions given by Lord Brahma. But he wanted to show you all your austerities, so many things, but you're inimical to my devotee. It all becomes nullified. You're such a great personality, you're controlling the whole world, and now your intestines are simply wrapped around my neck. See, lion. Nrishingade. Nrishinga. Man, lion. The lion is the upper part, not the could be around the other way. Could have. Could be conceived that the man form will be on top and the lion below. Some kind of creature is there, like that also is described in. Eighth canto of Bhagavatam. There are such creatures which have a lion body and a man head, as described in Bhagavatam. But this form, Nrishingade, transcendental lion with man-like features below. And not only lion, but angry more than any lion of this material world can possibly be. So in one sense, we can say Hiranyakashipu is a great personality, because there are many demons, but uh, no demon like this who can get all the, all, all the anger of the personality of Godhead concentrated on him. Of course, for his greatness, what did he get? He simply got ripped to pieces. But he's remembered always. When we think of Nishingadev, we always think of Hiranyakashipu. Dalita Hiranyakashipu Tanubhindam. Hiranyakashipu, Dalita Hiranyakashipu was doing Dalam to everyone else. But then he himself became Dalit. Now that word is very common, Dalit. 
but that means who is oppressed. So Hiranyakashipu was oppressing everybody, but then he himself became oppressed. Specifically because of his offenses to Pallad Maharaj. Even he was oppressing everyone in the universe. Even the Supreme Lord, he didn't come for any of the, the whole universe, Hiranyakashipu was oppressing. But the Supreme Lord didn't come for all the other people in the universe. That's subsidiary, but he came for Prahlad. Because Prahlad, he kept his full faith in Lord Vishnu in all circumstances. Therefore, Prahlad Maharaj worships Lord Nishingadev with the following mantra, which is very nice and very important, which you'll read tomorrow and you can give the explanation tomorrow. It's a very important verse for all devotees. Om Namo Bhagavate. Nothing higher. Namatteja teja se aviravimhava vajjanaka vajjadangstra kamashayam randhaya randhaya tamogasakrasa om swaha abhaya abhaya atmani bhuyashta om shrom. Pranad Maharaj is praying to Nishingadi that you kill this demon, Hiranyakashipu, you please kill our material desires. I offer my respectful obeisances to Lord Nushingadev, the source of all power. O my Lord, who possesses nails and teeth, just like thunderbolts, Vajra Naka. Vajra Dangstra is teeth and nails, just like thunderbolts. Kindly vanquish our demon-like desires for furtive activity in this material world. Please appear in our hearts and drive away our ignorance, so that by your mercy we may become fearless in the struggle for existence in this material world. Pallad Maharaj also, the same thing, when Nushingadev appeared before him, eventually after Nushingadev killed Hiranyakashipu, then there was some conversation. So what do you want? Everyone in this material world is praying to me, they come up on this hill, praying, give me this, give me that, what do you want? I'm just a little south from here, we have Varada, Varada Raja, down in Kanchi, Varada Raja, the, the best of all givers of benediction. He's the, someone is giving demigods there also, Varada. But whatever they give, that's only by the grace of Krishna. So Krishna is Varada Raja. So Varada means some benediction. What do you want? Krishna said to, Nishingadev said to Pranay, what do you want from me? I'm here, I'm supposed to give something to everybody. So what do you want? The Lord Maharaj chastised him. He said, you know, all this time I'm waiting for you to come. And then he just asked me, you think I'm a merchant? I worshipped you? That I now, uh, I, will, I will do such worship, just like Hiranyakashipu, he did such austerity for so many years. Eventually Brahma came and said, what do you want? I want this, I, I, want, I want immortality. You can't get it? Okay, I don't want to die in the day or the night. I don't want to die on the land or the water. I don't want to be killed by any... So many, I want, I want, I want. Dhanam dehi, yasham dehi, rubavati, bhayam dehi, a big long list. Give me this, give me that. And I'm saying, I didn't worship you for that. I didn't want anything from you. I just wanted, if you at all want to give any benediction, then make me free from all material desires. Prabhupada described also why the gopis are considered the topmost devotees. 
What is the symptom? Because they never wanted anything from Krishna. So this temple here, Tirupati, has an important service to all the pilgrims coming here. They are pious people. Chaturvita Bhajantema Juna Sukritina Juna Artho Jigyasa Artati Gyanicha Paratashava. Four kinds of pious people. Mostly the, all the people coming here, there are only two kinds. Artha and Artharti. They have some problem they want solved and they want some money. And there are two other kinds of pious people. Those who are inquisitive to understand the Absolute Truth and those who are already convinced. Yes, Vasudeva Sarvamiti Samahatna Sadurnava. Krishna is the Supreme Law. Such a person is rare. And mostly people are coming here. Govinda, Govinda, you are the proprietor of the cows, the land and the senses. So I have my senses. Fulfill my desires. Govinda. So this temple should teach people how to act so that we will act for the satisfaction of Govinda's senses, not ask him to satisfy our senses. That is the real benediction to be had from Govinda. That if we can be established in his pure devotional service, like all the great personalities who are being described in this chapter, different personalities throughout the universe who are offering prayers of pure devotion to the Supreme Lord, as is described here. Hare Krishna. So I'll finish this. Time for our services to the Supreme Lord, our attempts at services to continue in various ways. Hare Krishna. Vishengadev Bhagavan ki